finish that real quick. Go on. Sorry, on, do, guys. Do the introduction. What was that song Cal, you were singing? Um, Kyle's just eating his saurine. We've still Stacey, not had a reply. Stacey wanted to sing a song for the nice introduction, so we know it's that. Guys, um, anyone that knows me well will know that I would not inflict that kind of torture on anyone. Um, I'm not a singer. I have other skills. Um, yeah, so while Carl finishes off his story, mm. still not had a reply to my email, by the way. Um, we're still Sorry waiting. Um, still waiting for that. Still waiting for that sponsorship deal. So if anybody's listening, sorry. Um, more than happy to do that. Um, so yeah, so we're back. So um, apologies, we weren't um, around last week, but we're here now. We are here now, <laughs> and that's what counts. Um, we've got some really good questions actually as well. So we um, asked on our stories, and we asked our members as well um, what they wanted to know about nutrition, training, life, walls. Carl's got some weird fascination with porn at the minute, so I'm sure. I've not. This pop is what. The best not, thing is, all you've been no, saying to me, all it's not me. It's not me. Porn. People talk to me about Who porn. Who are you blaming about? Well, I was speaking to quite a few of the women about it because I found out there's this porn that's more around the females. Like, well, there's know, porn for just, everything. Yeah, isn't of, it? of like, course, there is. To all yeah. Like I said, we should start selling feet pics on OnlyFans. There's a niche for everything. I'm not sure anyone would pay for my feet. <laughs> Can I ask my questions first? Because I got two, and they were regarding you, so I might as well just get them out of the way. First one was, did you have a lovely Valentine's evening? Um, I was working. Mm-hmm. I had... How was that? How was the sessions? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Um, they were uneventful. Uneventful. Okay. Yes, okay. Uneventful. Uh, second one was from a shredded baby elephant. Um, <laughs> he said, "How did you feel saving Jake the other day from when he uh, missed the rack and he, he was quick." I was. I, mm. I ran. You ran? I was surprised you didn't pull a calf muscle. It was my hamstring, you twat. Oh, shit, yeah. No, I thought it was your calf that went. Anyway, um, so... You feel like a hero. I felt that... I did when he posted those stories. Mm. So for anybody who doesn't know, um, Jake and I train together on Monday mornings. And it's usually pretty quiet. So I was doing my thing. Jake was getting on with his. Um, and then I just heard this really quiet, Stace. <laughs> and I looked over and he could he was like he, he missed a rep and he was struggling to kind of like rack the barbell on an incline did he miss the rep or did he just miss the rack because it looked like he finished his set and he just went I think he just he put one end on sounds weird put one end of the barbell on yeah, and well then he clicked missed, on the uh, yeah actually yeah he, he, he missed the up. clip he missed the clip and so he's just trying to re-rack it he missed the clip on one side and when you're done you're done and that just really mm. throws you off but if that was me and I failed a rep or I couldn't rack it or something mm. was going wrong and I needed help, I would let it be known. <laughs> I would have made a lot of noise. It'd have been like squeals, whatever. <laughs> but Jake was just like, Dace, need some help, that's... Dace. So that's why I just, I'm just carrying on because you can see when it happens on the video. Um, and I just like carried on doing what I was doing. And then I just looked over and I heard him. And I was like, shit. <laughs> so I didn't know how long he'd been there because he was so that's quiet. That's his pride, that though. That's his but, pride. Um, yeah, no, obviously. There was a time in the old gym with a, another coach where he just got pinned under the barbell and never asked for help. He just wheeled it off all the way down. Oh, and no. yeah. Who was that? Was it you? Oh, no, it wasn't oh, me, no. <laughs> just think to the past and who would you not ask for help? Anyway, moving on. Okay. okay. So, But this is another reason, guys, that when we say in the gym, like, don't put clips on your barbell if you're going heavy and you're on your own, so that if you do fail on um especially on bench yeah. you can just kind of like tip the yeah. bar and hopefully the you know the plates will like <laughs> you can off. bail kind of gracefully <laughs> bail but loudly safely. yeah and then walk away because you should be oh, but yeah jake anytime anytime yeah. i feel like you're connected for life now i think he respects me more now. i think he does yeah. the speed you got there the hurdle Oof, gone. he's quite aloof he's jake aloof aloof well do you know a couple of episodes ago we were talking about sean keith and how sean has changed mm. he's kind of like mellowed out um a bit more now um and what i mean by that is like sean's always been great but you used to have to work very very hard to get recognition or a compliment from sean mm. and like, as he's mellowed um like he's more free with his compliments and his praise loose um and i feel like jake's quite similar in that regard like mm. you have to do quite a lot to impress jake and i don't mean like in a showy way I just mean like if you want it, if you want his time, his respect, yeah, you've got if you want his time, you've got to yeah. learn it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, mm. 
So well, thanks for those. Questions? Serious time now. Not yeah, about, so do you, not about to, porn. do you want me to start with these? So yeah, go for it. We've go, we'll go with the ones on Facebook first. So Alec came in with um, a question about nutrition, but it's more really about fueling his sessions up, I think. Mm. So he's on the Strong Programme and he's saying that he feels hungrier more often and he's doing his best to make good food choices. Yeah. Um, so there's a distinction there, isn't there, about good food because yeah. food doesn't have a moral value. It isn't good or bad. There are just some foods that you know are really nutritious mm-hmm. um, and can be really helpful if you include more of them in your diet. And there are some foods that aren't that nutritious, but we still want to have yeah, them yeah, yeah. because we love them, we enjoy them. And that's going to help us stay working towards our goals because it's going to make it easier. It's mm. going to make the whole process yeah. easier. So first of all, no foods are good or bad. Yeah. Um, and too much of anything isn't yeah. a good thing. It's like too much broccoli will ruin your insides. Were yeah. you going to say that? Do you know what? It's so funny because yeah, I was talking to one of my nutrition clients and I literally said the same thing to her. I'm like, too much of anything is bad. Imagine if all you ate was broccoli. <sighs> it's a great example. I mean, uh, look how synced we are. I know. Sometimes so, yeah. we should so, get well, t-shirts made. Why haven't you've got t-shirts for literally everything else? I know it's, like it's such an effort. I'll be honest, it's such an effort to get t-shirts made for anything. Okay, <laughs> Stress. Well, if anyone, if anyone can help us out with t-shirts, let us know. Um, so yeah, so that's the first one. No good or bad food doesn't have a moral value. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, if you've got goals that you're working towards, you want to make sure that you know you're doing the best you can. Yeah. So he's asked about macros. Um, so first of all, I'll just explain quickly what macros are. So. We know what calories are. Calories are just the term that we give to the energy contained within food. And then we have different food groups and they're called macronutrients and they're protein, carbohydrates and fats. And then you've got micronutrients, which are just the vitamins and minerals. Yeah, I mean, there's some debate I know, around I know, I know whether like, alcohol is a macronutrient, but in terms of like calorific yeah, yeah, value, yeah. it does have one. So we'll go over that. Protein, Oof. four calories per gram carbohydrates is the same four calories per gram fat nine calories per gram and then alcohol has got seven calories per gram um so yes yeah, so they macros and the micronutrients like i said vitamins minerals all that good stuff so you don't necessarily need to know what your macro split is i think mm. a lot of people get really hung up yeah. on these especially carbs and fats now protein yes you want to make sure that you're having an adequate daily amount because you can't store protein in your body mm. the same way that we can store carbohydrates and fat. So what happens if uh, you eat too much protein? Because uh, there's a lot of people out there saying that it will turn into fat and you can get fat through eating protein. Okay, well, let's break that down, right? Mechanistically, how would that have to work? You'd have to be eating in a surplus, either through protein mm-hmm. or other macronutrients, mm-hmm to then store that as body fat. Yep. No one macronutrient in isolation, if you're eating in a deficit or at maintenance, mm. is gonna make you store body fat. Thank you, Stace, for clearing that up. You're I just watched welcome. your video on YouTube. He said he was a doctor. Mm. <laughs> what kind of doctor? Because this is a thing, like, guy, if you're on social media at the minute, right, and especially if you follow a certain CEO's podcast, there are a lot of contentious um, See, opinions on there. Well, I don't think he's a bellend as such. We're not going to be doing that. But I don't think he knows enough to be asking the right questions of these so-called experts. Mm. And the thing is, if you look into the background of these experts, and I'm talking about the ones specifically talking about nutrition, they've not got nutrition qualifications. These are people who are experts in different fields or a journalist and also a psychologist that claims to be a brain health expert that are waxing lyrical Mm. on what is good or bad and I'm getting a little off track but I just want to caveat this by saying that anybody that deals in absolutes that says you have to do this or this cures this you know they're a crank Mm. it's a massive red flag just be really critical in the information that you're consuming um even with us fact Mm -hmm. check what we're saying ask more questions like anybody that uses the most recent up-to-date kind of information you know, that does the best will be open to kind of questions yeah, and will yeah. be open to listening and having a debate they don't deal in absolutes anyway back on to um alex's question so um how does he know how to judge what his body needs so if he's doing strong does he need to change anything up rather than fit all right cool so 
I suppose the most basic way of answering this will be that whatever exercise, I mean, yeah, it's always, it depends yeah. on it, but yeah. whatever exercise you're doing, your body requires a base level of calories just to keep you alive. So yeah. that's your BMR, your basal metabolic rate or your coma calories. And I think people forget that we consume most of our daily calories through just keeping alive yeah, yeah, just yeah. by yeah. all those processes and everything that goes on then you've got how many calories that you'll use through just your daily activity so this is movement fidgeting gesticulating just walking around so not planned exercise yeah. that's the next biggest amount mm. and that's neat so your non-exercise activity thermogenesis yeah. and then we've got a small amount through the thermic effect of food so that's just how much energy it takes to digest the food that we eat and then a really small amount of that is the exercise that we do. So this is planned exercise. So your strong sessions, your fit sessions, your planned runs, uh, literally any other mm. kind of movement that you do. So I think a lot of people underestimate the amount of calories they're using on a daily basis when they're exercising and when they're not. Yeah. And they're always thinking that less is better, less is better. Mm. And it really depends on your goal. Like if you want to get stronger and fitter, You've got to think about how you're showing up for your sessions and how you're performing in those sessions. Yeah. And you've got to fuel yourself for performance. Yeah. So making sure that protein is adequate because we need that. Like I said before, we don't store it in our bodies. Have most of your um, carbohydrates to support your training. So before and after, we want to replenish glycogen stores. And then fats, vital mm. for health. They're essential macronutrient Um we need those for hormone regulation production and for um keeping our immune system strong yeah um, and for those like we said before macro splits you don't really need to worry about it just eat your carbs and fats to preference but make sure you're definitely including a good amount of fats yeah i think that like think minimum amounts it's for always the thing though in it like um just with general pot um people will always like if you go shopping and all in the I always get it like when I'm putting my things for it. Oh, protein, protein. Oh, it's good this because it's got no fat in it. And I'm like, oh, oh no, you uh, need fat. Yeah, and I'm like, need fat. yeah, but that's that that's fine. It's it's might not have no fat. But again, that's how like, most foods are targeted to, aren't it? Less fat, no fat, zero fat, and all that. And it's like, it's not a bad thing. Again, it's not a bad thing. It was have. a very '90s things, wasn't it? Like oh, no yeah. fat, low fat. Do you remember the bloody special K diet and all that oh, yeah, stupid yeah. shit? I think I did it. Oh, I think I no, did I did. I did the no. There was a crunchy nut one with crunchy that nut. That would have been better than special care. It was always oh, delicious. I'll be mm. honest. Um, I didn't lose any weight. <laughs> no, I ate, just, I ate ten boxes of crunchy nut a day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Alec, I hope hopefully that answered your question. But essentially, you need to work out. Like we can do some rough calculations. Yeah. Like if you need help with that, but it's always a rough guide. Like the best way to know is how you're feeling in your sessions. Like, are you performing well? Have you got enough energy? Are you seeing progress over the weeks and being consistent with that? Um, you know, how are you sleeping? How's your mood? Um, you know, how's your sex life, to be fair? Because you, you. if you're feeling depleted and you're not eating enough, mm. then that, you know, those things are the kind of things that go off the boil. Um, He's going to get really excited hearing Stacey say, how's your sex life? <laughs> But with with that there though, Alec, I would suggest because obviously um, I'm gonna I'm I'm open right. It is Crohn's um, that you deal with, so like ah, yeah. Right, so okay. so again, so that does complicate yeah. Things so so bit. yeah. So obviously it's because um, that's a massive. It's not a massive issue, but it's an issue that you need to balance out and figure out what works well for you. So yeah, because it's the absorption yeah. of some of the micronutrients that yeah. Can so be like literally, you won't have a coffee in the morning because you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you might want to just try and see things like whether maybe eating a maybe a bigger meal in the evening before your six AM session is going to mm -hmm. work out the next day for you. And again, it's just trial and error. And obviously, in your situation, the trial and error, the error can be well, you just feel shit in the morning. So it's just playing around with it. But I know from my perspective, like. Um, eating for performance mm -hmm. like and also trying to lose weight at times like throughout the year it's such a fine balance and when I'm uh, going to hockey practice so I, I remember in June leading up to June's photo shoot I decided that I wasn't going to be in a deficit for four sorry for three of the four three of the seven days 
that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So four days deficit, three days maintenance. And I was playing around leading up to like, it must have took me about four or five weeks to find a nice balance in terms of what I'm eating before practice, what mm-hmm. I'm eating after practice to yeah. feel good. Otherwise, the first week or two, I went into a deficit and tried to maintain a deficit whilst trying to fucking skate my ass off and train with good intent. Yeah. And I just felt like fucking shit all the time. Yeah. But then just having a little play around with foods, whether it's a, I don't know, a Rice Krispie bar, uh, just before you get on the pad, yeah. like, um, some isotonic drinks during the session, mm-hmm. things like that. It's uh, There's just... some really good research around mouth rinsing as well. Mouth so rinsing? If, yeah, so mouth rinsing of carbohydrates. So um, carbohydrate drinks, this is. Because mm. we've obviously, we've got receptors in our mouth that there's some nice research to suggest that that can be as beneficial oh. as drinking it. You know so much, Stace. You're like, you're just a walking head of knowledge. This is my job. I help it's, people it's, with nutrition. And I really like science. Yeah, I yeah. really like understanding it's, the why behind certain things. Right. No, I, I and isn't, isn't that cool as well, though? That it is pretty fucking How cool. amazing are our bodies? Yeah. That literally you could like, you could swill some carbohydrate around your mouth. So like high carbohydrate drink. So Luke said, mm. isotonic drink, you know, others are available. Um, and yeah, you get similar benefits to ingesting it. So. My head's fell off a little bit here now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Right. <laughs> oh. um, do, you, do, you, do you have anything to finish on that or should we go on to No, again, if, for Alec, they just needs to understand what the goal is um, and just play around with things and don't be scared of having days where you're in maintenance and stuff and, you know, and, yeah. and well, you know, don't, don't, be, don't be always in a deficit. I, you know, I feel like I hate talking so much about diet as in deficit. No, but it's important though, isn't it? Because a lot of people get really fixated on that. And we've both had our our own experiences that we'll talk about maybe another time. But I want people to focus on nourishing their bodies Mm. and eating to perform well. And that doesn't mean eating loads of shit, right? That doesn't mean like eating in a massive surplus because most of you don't need to, but you do need to be at maintenance or in a slight surplus, especially if you want to grow muscle Mm -hmm. and you definitely shouldn't be in an extreme deficit if performance is your top goal. Okay. Because it's going to be really, really, really hard. Um, So Alec did say at the the first of this, initially was um, trying to lose weight and not eating shit and being fitter. So that was his original focus. And he's done really well on those original goals. So yeah, just making sure that your diet is going to support the amount of activity that you want to do. Because we ask a lot of our bodies on a daily basis and you constantly running it into the ground and not fueling it, not replenishing it, not nourishing it and not giving it all the stuff it needs. You know, there's only going to be so much that it can take before things start to go to shit. So before you start picking up niggles and injuries, are you just really tired or lethargic? And you start losing the love stuff are you just mm. not you feel like you're stalling and you're not making progress your body like if you're like listen to your body that's better. it that's the best thing yeah listen yeah. to your body because i know full well we, like there's a lot of people who've got really strong minds when it comes to training and really you know yeah it's my thing at the minute with uh, some of my clients i just point do the marcus rasher thing point to our heads and it's like it's all up here it's mindset of it which <laughs> it really is oh massive but what they don't know the guys that i am um, what they do now because i'm about to grass on them myself is that when i'm programming for them and I do give them challenges that are really fucking hard and not many people could do them. But I'll also blag the red with a session that's really fucking easy, but I'll make it out that they're doing a hard job. Mm. So whether it's, you know, seven to nine K on the ski at a steady pace, that's just recovery. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm making out that that's a really fucking hard challenge to do, which it might be for some people, but these guys are at a level where they can take well, they, they can do quite a lot, yeah. but you chuck that in there and they still see it as a challenge. But for me, I'm getting them that recovery that they need. But, you know, when like it is, that, yeah. but there is a lot of people out there. You, you've had, we've, we're all stubborn at times and we all think we can do more. We should be doing more or whatever. But if the body's saying, just chill the fuck out, then yeah. that's the best thing to do on some yeah. days. And just go back to the point that we made a couple of episodes ago in that if you want to be doing this for the long term, if you want to be mobile and fit and healthy as you age then you need to start looking after yourself now because we've got a real there's almost like a disconnect in picturing our future selves that's why people really struggle when they just focus on health as a goal 
because they're fine now and they don't realize it's an accumulation of all the shit habits that you do now that will trip you up later on if you don't start looking after yourself now um but i like i like what you said there because even though it's easy work or recovery Mm. work in your terms for some people that's the hard stuff Mm -hmm. because if they're so used to going 100 100 and absolutely beasting themselves and feeling like shit then slow and steady can be really fucking challenging mentally and physically because they don't know how to pace themselves yeah and another thing you said before is like sometimes you don't know how good you can actually feel Mm. like there's some days yeah there's some days especially when you've got that um that bit of that mindset that bit of a vision to see the bigger picture to take something out to not do that this week to swap that in there and then all of a sudden you come to the similar exercise you was about to do and push maybe on the week before. Maybe it should say in your program, you should push this week, but mm. you're not feeling it. But then the week after, after you've, you've made these swaps, these choices, you come to it and you're like, ooh, <laughs> well, that felt pretty good. And, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's a nice feeling. It's yeah. a real – and don't get me wrong, sometimes it is nice to feel a bit exhausted after a training session, but fucking hell. If you're training 52 weeks of the year, exactly. you don't want to feel like that every week. Not every Come time. On. But, and this is why, like, having a good coach, having that kind of, like, accountability and support in your corner is absolutely priceless because you've got somebody with perspective. Mm. You've got somebody that can see the bigger picture yeah. and can go, I know what you need right now. Yeah. Because we don't always know what's best for us. Oh, yeah. That's, and it's one, of the, it's one of the hardest things as a coach because – like we are going off topic here because like we always do and I love it but as a coach you telling someone no or trying to just say hold back or something like that is one of the hardest things because the reaction isn't always oh thanks or anything like that. it's like what the fuck I'm paying you for this session and you're telling me to chill the fuck out and it's like yeah, I am. That's that's, that is exactly why you pay me. That is exactly like it really is because I see people all the time, you know, you, we can just be on Instagram for five seconds and you can see that cheerleader mentality, clapping something that could have caused injury. Um, there was no need to go for certain things, no need to do this. And that, that cheerleader mentality really gets to me. But having somebody that's got the bollocks or whatever you want to say, um, to say, chill the fuck out. It's priceless, I would say. It means yeah. to give a fuck about you as well, I'd say. Of course it does. I mean, look, if you want somebody to blow smoke up your ass, you're clearly in the wrong place. If you want somebody that wants the best for you and he's going to cheer on when you progress and when you're, you know, improving, and that looks like lots of different things for different people, then, yeah, you don't just want a yes person. You don't just want someone that's going to smile and nod. You need somebody that's going to give you some of the stuff that you want so you're enjoying it but a lot of the stuff that you actually need yeah. and it might be you know difficult to understand at the time but sometimes that is less yeah. sometimes that is backing off so you can come back more refreshed and better next time all right so um let's have a look at oh actually no i'll tell you what we're going to answer emily's um question next mt and can i just say as well so we've got oh, mt we love you um We've got a 30 second ski challenge at the minute and I've loved seeing everybody step forward Mm. for it. The people that have had another go at it and beat their original scores, Kelly, Misha, MT, this morning, like when I first mentioned it at the start of the session, they all looked like they were going to be sick and they all did it and absolutely smashed it at the end. So they sound like they belong in a girl band Very proud of yourself. Kelly, Misha, MT. (laughs) You know what? Let's let's start a girl group. Let's get it happening. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I had a great question because she was she was basically saying that she wants to get better at running. So she's mm-hmm. trying to include more of that in a week. But she's also doing four sessions in the gym. So it's three strong, one fit. And then she's got a daily movement as well. So, you know, she tries to get like between seven and 10,000 steps in. So all great on paper. But her question was, how much is too much when it comes to exercise? Mm-hmm. And as always, the answer is... It depends. Yeah. So it's like, what is your goal? But then, like, how are you feeling afterwards? Because like we said before, like, if you are not allowing adequate recovery after each of your sessions, then you're not going to get the best out of your sessions. So make sure while you're doing it that you're really listening to how it feels. And a 
couple of things that um, Emily and I were discussing was how she can try and get the most out of her running. So doing like a, a slow and steady run and then playing around with a little bit of speed work, you know, so that she can kind of like just see those improvements yeah. and challenge herself because Em's got some um, great hills near her. But yeah, it's just kind of like, it depends on your goal. Like what are you prioritizing? And also listening to your body. Are you fueling it enough for what you want to do? Are you recovering enough so that you're feeling good? Because if you're going out for your runs and your legs are like lead mm. and you're hating every minute of it and you're not sleeping, you've got no energy, like you're just not enjoying things, then that's when you need to have a look at it. Take that kind of like, that yeah. overview. I was, and I was see just looking at my phone then for, um, for a note that I wrote down, um, a note whilst I was um, listening to a podcast a couple of weeks back and I can't find it. I must have... What was it? A similar thing? Like, yeah, so it ba- it's, no, yeah, but basically it was, um, it was just a great little quote and I'm probably going to fuck it up. But well, well, we it can was... add it. We can yeah. add it in the show notes at the end. You've seen my show notes. Bloody hell. I can't I, even spell. I can't even spell. I'll take um, care of show notes. No. But also if you're plateauing as well. So in your training sessions, if you're not progressing and progress can look, you can take so many different forms. It's not just about adding more weight on. And that's another thing yeah. we talked about this morning. It's better form more sets in the time allocated more reps at the same way just feeling better yeah the, all these kind of things having that um having that weight that f- sometimes feels stru- yeah but having that weight that's uh sometimes feels well you should know as like um, a guideline so whether it's bench press for me there's a certain weight that i get to and i'm like if that feels shit in warm-ups i know that i might not be able to push on that day yeah. if that weight feels great or then then you get to your top weight that's feeling better than normal well, that quote was something along the lines of, um, we can only train as well as we recover. Yes. So, like, the recovery is a massive aspect. So It's the most important, well, I mean, not the most important. Obviously, they've both got a place. But if training is the stimulus, then recovery is where you adapt and you mm. grow. So, by adapt, I mean, your muscles repair, you get fitter. Like, you're challenging yeah. um, your energy system. Yeah. Oh, well, it depends on what energy systems you're working in, but... That's where the magic happens. Yeah. And people don't like that. But, if, but what it is, though, again, we'll blame, we'll blame social media. Because there's but no media nuance. Media or social media. Well, it's, social media, it's, it's all the same, but, isn't it? But there's no nuance on social media. So people will just have an opinion, but they won't have the caveats or that it depends. And one size doesn't fit all. But again, though, if we look at, like, um, the mentality behind the rest, oh, you're, you know, you're being soft, you're being a little bitch, you're being this if you were, if you're taking more than rest. I follow some guy from hockey who's fucking brilliant at hockey, right? And I, he's got no clue about training, but it's like training every day. And he's tagging people in and he's saying, don't fail today, you should be training every day. And I look at his training, it's absolutely fucking awful. And I'd love to, I've actually offered to help him, but he turned me down, so fuck that guy. But he's tagging people in all the times, and like, let's say they had a rester fail today. And it's like, fuck you, mate. That's not a fail. Oh, like, we need to reframe that because like, if more people were taught at a younger age that it's okay to fail and that it's not the failing, it's what you do after yeah, it that counts. Yeah. Like, if you can keep picking yourself up after a setback, and mm. I know it's really fucking hard at times. Yeah but you get to choose how you respond to any given situation. And the more you pick yourself up, the more confidence you will build in your ability to do really fucking hard things. Mm. And that's resilience. And that's where growth comes from. And this is the thing like with training and like Emily wanting to perform better. It could be just um, starting off, seeing where you're at. So like, right, okay, I've done two runs this week and my legs felt really heavy. Mm. Okay, let's shorten that distance. Let's um, slow the pace down a little bit. Just maybe add some more slow pace runs. So it's very fucking hard to do zone two running. I mean, we're I've, talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like yeah. so many people that try do to you want do, explain what it is first. Zone two is keeping your heart rate between. It could, oh, well, it's, it's different. It's, it's different. Are, yeah, but if different. we say if we just go on average of one twenty to one forty four ish, whilst doing exercise, so basically we could do a podcast while we do zone two. Yeah, so you want to be able to maintain. It's like going for like a gentle run. And being able to maintain a conversation with a friend. And if you get to the point where you can't talk yeah. or you're having to take loads of breaths in between, you're out of your zone two. So and if you've ever looked at someone's heart rate, though, steady. when you've told them to do zone two. So I, um, I've i had a few people send me their heart rates over when I'm saying to go out for a steady run. It's 
fucking sky high. And I'm like, maybe. It's so hard. That's yeah, why that's... pacing yourself is tough. Because so... if you set like heart rate, um, like thresholds, yeah. on, like if you've got like a fitness watch and it starts beeping at you, then you start panicking and then yeah. you're trying to like slow down. But once we master that yeah. zone too, like that, I always recommend like a bike, rower, maybe ski. Ski is a bit, a bit hit and miss for me personally. Bike's a good one. Bike, yeah, bike's probably, I'd probably say bike's the best because yeah, it's very low impact. Mm. Um, but once you master that, you can actually add quite a bit of that into your routine. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's adding tiny bricks to, yeah. to your uh, foundation of fitness. And then all of a sudden, you know full well, adding more of that is going to lead up to when we start pushing zone three, zone four, yeah. zone five from time to time, Ooh. that you're hatting on. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you but know, it is, it's foundation, isn't it? It's yeah. the groundwork. And you, you, you know, build you, from there. You're working on your fitness capacity in a small way, which in the long run will be massive. And I know we, it seems like we're always talking about just doing small things, everything, but that's literally it. I don't think people fully understand like why we kind of like talk about the benefits. So everybody understands like doing like strength work. So moving weights, resistance strength, that kind of stuff. Everyone kind of understands that. So the more muscle you have, the stronger you are, um, the more kind of like um, glucose you can kind of like clear, but like, zone two and working your aerobic and anaerobic systems like for your cardiovascular health Mm. is vital yeah like that should be a non-negotiable and if you have a look at like the government recommendations so it's like two to three resistance training sessions and they vary with age don't they from like kids to older adults and then about 150 minutes um oh that might be no no it is around about that i so I it always works out like thirty minutes for five days, doesn't it? I no no actually might be that might be more of that I start I always give um I always say three thirty minutes or nine ninety minutes ninety minutes to one twenty for whatever reason I've got that in my head mm. don't know where I've got that. Well, from. double check that, guys. But <laughs> essentially, a yeah. lot of people um aren't anywhere near no. those guidelines. Yeah, even on daily movement. So we're not even talking about you know moving through like zones or different thresholds, but just daily movement guidelines. So like don't take from this that you're not doing enough and you need to do a load more just think about areas where you can prove because something is better than nothing and even if you can't meet you know like whatever upper limits of you know targets you've set for yourself just a little bit more Mm. just a little bit more every time or just getting a little bit better at what you're doing you'll see that if you can be consistent with it as well it's like that conversation it's always like i don't think i'm doing enough am i doing enough something is better than nothing yeah and um but like when you are let's say let's say you just started a fitness journey or whatever it might be or you just had a reset and things like and you're starting to push that a little bit more in areas really ask yourself how long am i going to be able to maintain this for because when people push the envelope that little bit more if you've got a set deadline for a, a competition um a tournament whatever it might be mm. it's a lot easier because you know you're only gonna have to push to one two weeks before that event uh you get that rest week then you perform on that event okay so that's all right but if you're looking to change things for the long run it's you can't push the envelope all the time it's it's there's going to be that form of maintenance and i'm glad you mentioned that thing about the plateau there's so many people i have conversations with oh i'm not i'm not progressing on my chin-ups i'm not doing this are you getting worse on your chin-ups you're actually not getting worse on your chin-ups, are you? So how many chin-ups can you do now? I can only do five. But when you started, you could do zero yeah. with about, you know. And five is fantastic, yeah. by the way. But, like, why why do we not celebrate this uh, this maintenance life? Like, oh, my God, I can still deadlift this much. I can yeah. still squat this. I can still run um, a 5K. Can I just say as well, though, so... We're obviously talking about kind of macros and stuff as well. And there's another question from Tetlo that we'll get onto in a minute. But if you are somebody that um, has had a fat loss goal and you're now in a period of maintenance, mm. but you've moved away from tracking or measuring or weighing mm. yourself or whatever it might be, having some body weight goals mm. or targets, yeah. and I mean body weight exercise yeah, yeah. goals or targets can be really, really useful. So let's say you're able to do um, 15 press-ups, okay? Mm-hmm. As soon as that starts to drop off, yeah. then you're looking at a couple of things, aren't you? You're kind of like, okay, so maybe I've started eating a little bit more, so I'm a bit heavier, so the cost mm-hmm. of this work is now more expensive. Yeah. 
or you're not recovering as well. And mm -hmm. the same for um, pull-ups or chin-ups, yeah. same kind of thing. Like if you can keep maintaining your five, six, seven, you know, however many reps, then you're doing well. So having like performance targets rather than always, I need to look smaller. Yeah. I need to be smaller. Like get stronger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like focus on that because when you're focusing on performance and you're really enjoying that process, then all the other habits that support that kind of take care of themselves. It's all those daily non-negotiables that we put in place. I'll still always think the performance aspects of training should be at the at kind of the pinnacle. Because for me, when people say they want to lose weight, they want to look a certain way, they want to do this, whatever, they, because they think it might make them happy. Okay. Ooh, that's but they, a deep I know, one, but uh, I've, I've gone deep again. God damn it. Um, but it's like... You've got t-shirt for that, haven't you? I fucking have, <laughs> uh, but they never, they never, um, they, you never know what's going to make you happy. Like you just never know. I mean, I personally, um, if I set a goal and I achieve it, then yeah, it's great and everything. You have that moment of um, feeling content and stuff like that. But sometimes the happiest moments is when I'm not treaded, I'm not the fittest or whatever. It's just you know turning up in each day and like you know and mm. training kind of well. Yeah, but. I think I think like having some performance standards maybe mm. is a is a vital thing for training yeah. and, and then again just keeps kind of honest like can I do ten pull ups um all the time once um again why can't I do ten pull ups now and things like that but yeah we don't we don't know the factors that affect it like if you've not yeah. slept if you've got kids if, if you your sex life's poor I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's an association there but um yeah no definitely and it's just just being a little bit kinder to yourself guys because mm. you're never going to be able to hate yourself into making significant change um and i think a lot of us think that we have to put things off um until we reach certain targets and yeah. go, all that i'll be happier when mm. and it's like you never know what's around the corner like nothing is guaranteed in this life like if you are constantly putting shit off until you reach certain points, you're just delaying happiness. Mm. You're depriving yourself of happiness. And happiness doesn't come from more success. Mm -hmm. Like the happier you are, the more success you will generate, the more joy and the more kind of like gratitude you'll be able to express yeah. and you'll find. So it's about doing things that make you happier on a daily basis. Those are the things that will lead to success because you'll put more effort in you'll get more rewards out of things. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get it a bit backwards. And yeah. I had a great book recommended to me um, and it's called The Happiness Advantage and it's by Sean Aker. And he's got a great TED talk. If you want to listen to that before you buy. But, um, it's unreadable. That's a fantastic book. Because yes, remember, be. I don't read books. It will be, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're interested, have a look at that because he's got, um, he calls them pillars in there and it's all just about reframing the way you think about certain things um but really kind of like simple actionable steps but it's it's about kind of gratitude is a big theme optimism mm. is a big theme and i don't just mean just pretending everything is okay but it's kind of reframing finding the positives and working that's that's that. finding the balance as well though um so like a lot of people kind of fake the positive outlooks or gratitude and Sometimes you know deep down if you know a person and they're oh, well, saying certain false things. False positivity it's doesn't tough. work. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, it yeah. doesn't work because it's like you can't bullshit yourself. Yeah, that's 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 the big one. Like yeah. bullshit yourself. Like, I'm happy today and look in the mirror saying this is right. And it's not you. You know. You know when um, you're happy. You know when you're doing certain things that make life a bit more have a bit more joy in it. So it's like it's when, not a constant state either. Yeah, I think no, people forget hell. that. Like you know, I just want to be happy. Mm great but what does that actually mean because happiness like feeling sad or feeling excited or feeling scared mm. or whatever it might be it's an emotion yeah it's not you know a constant state mm. and we've got to kind of experience the lows to then fully appreciate the other stuff but that yeah. doesn't mean that you you can't have a more positive outlook yeah. on stuff and yeah. that doesn't always mean that things are going to be perfect because they're not and no. it doesn't exist anyway no not at all Oof, we went deep there. I know. Right, I like Tetler's question. Come on, so, Tetler's. I know. Hit me. <laughs> trying to get through these questions while also going off on tangents. So, One sec, is this going to be three hours long, this podcast? Because we've... Uh, no, I think we're doing all right. No, no, it's been requested. We've, we're supposed to do a three-hour one for some people that do long drives. Um, 
well, you can always put us on repeat. You might have missed something the first time around. Um, all right, so Tetlow's question. Um, how do you know if you're eating too little or too much? So he's um, asking specifically, what cues should you be listening to from your body if you're not focusing on the scales? Um, also me uh, mentions macro calculators and stuff as well in terms of getting like a, you know, a starting point. So again, first one, it kind of depends what your goal is. So too little or too much for what? Like mm. what are you trying to um, optimize here? Um, and in terms of listening to your body, this is a difficult one because yes, you want to be more in tune with your body and your hunger and satiety signals. Um, but these can become dysregulated so they can get out of whack if we are somebody who is in a very lean body. So we've got very low levels of body fat or if you're somebody who's in a larger body and you've got greater amounts of body fat. So your hormones will be dysregulated. So you won't always know when you are hungry or when you are full. Right. So let's say we're in that middle ground and we've not got any issues with that. Then it's getting used to knowing what hunger feels like for you and what feeling satisfied feels like for you. Now, there's a great tool that I use with my nutrition clients and it's called the hunger scale. And what that does is it rates your hunger from one to 10. So one being like ridiculously hungry, mm. like you can't even, like you chew yeah. your own arm off kind of levels of hunger. And like 10 being Christmas day levels of full like you think you're going to be sick, you're probably going to need to sleep for a week. Like you're just ridiculously uncomfortably full. What a day. So you don't want to be at either end of that scale, right? Yeah. You want to be somewhere in the middle. So there's a little sweet spot in there. So you're noticing when you're starting to get hungry and then you're noticing when you start to get full, but you're comfortably full and it's playing around with it. But what you need to do is make sure that you're eating enough at meal times and you're prioritizing protein and high volume foods. So protein, fibrous foods, mm. fruit and veg, those kind of things, because those things are going to keep you fuller for longer. But making sure you're definitely eating enough at meal times, because a lot of people don't, and then they wonder why they're hungry like an hour later. Yeah. And it's like you're not eating enough of the stuff that you need to, especially if you're busy, if you're very active. And I'll kind of link this to another question that I got from Katie. Um, about eating enough to fuel how busy you are in a day, especially if you've got quite a manual job. So make sure you eat enough at meal times. But then when you do eat, make sure you eat mindfully. And this won't always be practical, but you want to try and eat without distraction. So not in front of your laptop, not while you're scrolling on your phone, and not while you're watching the TV. I mean, how many times have you sat watching the telly, eating all your food before you realize you're like, oh mm. shit. I'm still hungry. Why am I still hungry? I don't yeah. feel like I've eaten anything. So be present while you're eating as much as possible without distractions and start noticing when food starts tasting differently because those first couple of mouthfuls mm. always taste amazing. And then after that, it kind of changes, doesn't it? But a lot of the time we're just like, oh, maybe I need to put more sauce on it so I can mm. eat more or do something yeah. else. So be aware of those feelings and slow the fuck down. Like chew your food, people digestion starts in your mouth. We've got these receptors. We send signals to your gut to make it, to prepare it for digestion. But if you're like inhaling your food, mm. again, you're missing out on that process. So just slow down, chew, enjoy your food, be present. And then just get aware of kind of like how you're feeling when you start getting full. And again, like depending on what you were taught as a kid, knowing that it's okay to leave food on your plate. You don't have to clear your plate. You can come <laughs> back to that later <laughs> yeah, if you want to. I'm not talking about wasting food. Nobody's yeah. got time for yeah. wasting food. <laughs> that's my biggest thing. If I see someone's not yeah. going to eat something, I'm like, I, I love that. <laughs> I know. It is. It's a big one. But you can come back to it. You're an adult now. You can yeah. put that in the fridge. You can save it fridge. for later. My you fridge can is have leftovers for the next day. Like, whatever you don't need to do you know what i mean you don't need to clear your plate every time so yeah get used to knowing what hunger and fullness feels like for you and then remembering as well like if you're not going to be like using scales or any kind of like external kind of progress like photographs or measurements mm. then go back to those performance targets that we were talking about before but also 
your body is the best food diary you've got. Like if you are feeling more lethargic, more tired, you're not hitting those performance goals, maybe your clothes aren't feeling um, the way that you want them to, then that's a sign that maybe you want to adjust some things. Mm. You know, if you've got, you know, like fat loss goals or even just kind of, you know, performance goals and things like that. So, Do you know oh, what? oh, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to go, go back to Katie. So Katie was basically um, asking about, um how to fuel for like a really busy full-on day because she's got quite a manual job like massaging and, and things like that um and she finds it hard to break oh, you mean and eat yeah? yeah so if you are constantly pushing your meals back so you're ignoring your hunger signals because you're busy then don't be surprised when you feel ridiculously hungry when you do actually eat and you find yourself overeat or because you're tired and you haven't eaten for a long time that you're reaching for foods that are high in sugar mm. and are comforting like that's really common so what you can do there try and get prepared try and get organized so think about things that you can access easily mm. so aren't really going to take any preparation if you've not got the time although i would always say do you know try what and make here's, here's my advice it. for katie now and we were talking about um your job is literally people putting themselves first. So they book in with you for a massage, for a facial, to make themselves feel good enough. My advice to you there is you put yourself first, make sure you can have a break because you don't have to grind back to back to back to back. Um, I remember when we, I first started PT and was, they said, oh, yeah. I remember Sean saying, oh, you know, oh, Sean Ozzy, one of them said, uh, don't be eating in front of a client. And I'm like, if I'm here all fucking day, I'm going to have five minutes to eat something if I need it. Mm. It's like, I'm putting like this first. Otherwise, what kind of service you're going to be giving? Like, well, this, you know what I mean? What, your really performance in that and your yeah. job is going to be lackluster because you you're just thinking about food all the time, and then all of a sudden you go out and then you just get a massive croissant or five, and then wolf well, that now just because I know you like croissants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, you know but that's it. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a croissant, but yeah. can you put it with like some protein? So can yeah. you make a protein shake or have like a protein yogurt, something like can that? Can you cut it in half and put cheese, bacon? then put it in a toaster. All right, you're getting off track now. But essentially, <laughs> you need to prioritize your health mm. and your well-being. Yeah. And if you are having an afternoon full of like massages and you've not eaten, like how are you going to be able to do that? Think about the energy that is required and to do that kind of movement. So get organized would be my tip. Prioritize mm. protein um, and high volume foods, fiber, and they're going to keep you fuller for longer. Do you know one thing I, I struggled with back in there and it's like it's you know when um when dieting i'd say we'll go back to fat loss and um you know hitting high protein um fibrous foods and stuff when you first start dieting and i and i, and I know it's a, a mental game hmm. because i know what's going on if that makes sense i know that i'm eating enough that i should be full or whatever but when you first start when i first started dieting for the first few weeks i'm like uh, I'm ravenous all the time, even though I'm probably eating the amount of volume, it's like yeah. enough to feed a village. Right? But it's a mental game as well, though, yeah. isn't it? And then, but then once you start to, uh, let's say, six weeks in, eight weeks in of uh, losing some weight, it then just comes really fucking easy. Like, and there's no there's no thoughts in my mind that I'm really ravenous all of a sudden. It's that first two, I'm going to say two to four weeks, I'd say, where it's just, you're just playing games in your head, like, the fuck you want what do you want from me and it's like just leave me alone and it's like you're just thinking about yeah. and it, but what what's what's that like is because like if you is it when you're at home alone bored or what what is it oh god oh, there's so many oh, there's so many it's half term it's quiet down no there. no but there's, on, so many different anyway. there's so many different responses <laughs> three to that hours because, right first of all if you are in a fat loss phase right so you're forcing your body to burn fat preferentially Hunger is to be expected. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a bit fucking hungry, yeah. okay? And that's fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of us really don't like that feeling. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And again, that can be a number of different reasons, depending on your background, your relationship with food. But it's knowing that that's okay. Like, hunger will come and go. And as long as you are eating at regular intervals, so every two, three hours, you're prioritizing protein and you're prioritizing those high-volume fibrous foods. And if you're not sure what I mean by that, I mean fruit and vegetables, more vegetables, really. Mm. Um, but obviously fruit is very important. So you're thinking about including more in your diet yeah. rather than cutting a load of things out. 
because this is another area that people like fail they think that they've got to cut out all the things that they love and that's not sustainable no. like if we're talking about making sustainable changes and fat loss is part of that for you then you need to make sure that once you've re reached your target so you're happy with the way you look and you feel then you're not going to revert back to all those old habits because mm. you're just going to go back to the start back to day one Again. and that's how people get into those yo-yo dieting cycles this is about replacing the bad habits with good ones that you can stick to and that is including more of the stuff that you like rather than restricting because if you restrict you'll think about it more and then you're more likely to mm. binge and then beat yourself up about it and we get stuck in that really shitty cycle so include what you like so whether that's mm. You because know, how can cake, you leave it out? Can you leave it out? Chocolate, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but why would, we, would you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's but a like, normal part if you're of your pushing, diet, what's the point in cutting it out? Because yeah. you're going to include it again. So don't. Eight cut weeks it out. without it, and then you allow yourself to have it. It's when people go it's off the gonna, booze. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, and it's going to go like, mental. Oh, I've not drunk for three three months, and then you go out and you binge all weekend yeah, and, and you feel like obliterated. Yeah. So it's like it's like again, it's like they're pushing the envelope. How long can you maintain that for? How long can you? withstand like chocolate like i'm an absolute chocolate fiend i love chocolate if i do you know one tip i've got right oh here we go if you're going on a fat loss phase mm. and you're worried about um you know foods like that so you know um highly palatable foods so like sweets chocolate stuff have some of what you want but have it with a meal so rather than having your biscuits or your crisps or your chocolate in isolation and i'm talking about when you sat in front of the telly yeah. at nine o'clock at night after you've had your tea you just want a little bit of something sweet mm. rather than eating it on its own and then wanting more and more and more because that's the way these foods mm. are designed they're highly palatable and you can easily overeat oh, them yeah. and that's when we get into issues because we consume a lot more calories than we were expected because we don't feel full off those foods so have some of it with a meal so with lunch with breakfast like mm. put some chocolate in your porridge mm. like if that floats Oof. your boat like, it floats it. It floats but it. You're gonna right. be you're gonna be getting a bit of what you love. You're pairing it with a meal, so you're less yeah. likely to overeat it. Okay, so that's just one strategy. Now, going back to your earlier point about feeling hungry when you start a diet, mm. a lot of that is down to the story that you're telling yourself when you go on a diet, and that might be to do with what we've just talked about. Yeah. Like, I have to cut everything out because that's what a diet is. Yeah. No, a diet is just what you habitually eat. So it's just your normal foods. Mm. Diets have now got this shy association that it's all about restriction and cutting things out. Or you've got to go to an extreme, like doing some stupid shit like a carnivore diet yep. or keto or whatever that might look like, like a fucking juice-only diet. You don't need to do that. No. <laughs> fucking please don't. the story don't. that you tell yourself going into a fat loss phase is what? so important because your expectations will shape your outcomes. So if you tell yourself it's going to be shit, it's going to be hard, you're going to have to cut everything out. You can't eat what you love. That is exactly what you get. But you if you think... can get excited about the process, if you can include the things that you want, and you're excited about the potential that you've got, yeah. and you're doing it for, you know, all the right reasons rather than feeling like you have to or you should or you'll be happier when you're smaller, then stop. Reframe it. Smaller isn't always better. Some people, losing body fat is the healthiest thing they can do for themselves. Yeah. But for others, it's not. And it's working out, do you really want it? Is it really important? And is it worth it? Yeah. This is why, though, the story you tell yourself, mm. this is why them kind of fad diets do work, though. Because the person selling the product or selling it is telling such a great story that it's going to fucking, this is going to save you. This is going to make this happen. It's going to change your life. I'm literally and they're watching. they're big red flags. Oh, yeah. They're all, they're all, yeah, it's mass, it's, yeah. It's mental. But at the minute, I'm watching someone on my Facebook fast dry fast for 72 hours oh god eating the smallest amounts of food and oh. then talk about how much weight they've lost and you're like no shit can we talk about that right because it's a really important distinction i'm sorry to interrupt no no you. it's fine but losing weight is really fucking easy oh yeah, yeah? I, i'm gonna go for a shit in a minute and lose two kilos exactly right losing weight and losing body fat are mm -hmm. not the same your weight, so we're talking about scale weight, right, mm -hmm. will be affected by numerous different things. So like Carl said, stomach contents, whether you've got undigested food <laughs> in there, whether you've been to the toilet, yeah. whether you've trained, okay? Yeah. You'll retain water after training mm -hmm. because training incurs inflammation. Hormonal fluctuations, whether you've eaten more salt mm -hmm. or more carbohydrates. Carbohydrates store water with them. 
So for every one gram of carbohydrates, they store three grams of water. Mm -hmm. So that's four grams total. So if you had a big carb meal and you go and weigh yourself, yep. you're going to weigh more. That's not body fat. Yep. Any short-term changes in scale weight are not body fat. It doesn't happen that fast, no. right? If you laid out all the food you'd eaten in a day on a table in front of you, of course it's going to weigh more, isn't and it? And even with body fat, like like um, what they called body fat, fucking pinchers, calipers. the calipers, the machines in gyms, you can change that just by going in a sauna. Like literally, well, I you dehydrate yeah. yourself when so, you're in a sauna. So yeah, you're I remember, losing water. I remember just pissing about, went to a gym with Sean. I thought I'm jumping on this for a laugh. Came out, it said I was at uh, 12% body fat. Um, mm. Went in the sauna, come out 30 minutes later, I'm now 7% body fat, yeah. right? So imagine people reading that and you know, I knew that that's not right. Like, I knew that was just water. Yeah. Um, but people reading that can get kind of excited and get coins. this. And that's why I'm saying this storytelling by these people selling powders and shit like that. It's an amazing story. It's, it's blockbuster story. It can sell fucking movies, but it's not going to fucking last. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope it won't just, last. But it's just quick fixes, yeah, isn't it? But and we all love You can see crashes fix. and burns ready, like yeah. coming around. So if that's a thing that someone's telling you this amazing story, you've got to tell your own story. But Or just ask questions. Yeah, ask questions. Yeah. Like if something sounds too good to be true, chances are it probably fucking is. So yeah. whenever you see something like that, ask the question. So reply on a comment, reply to a story. Like if you're genuinely interested, just go, that sounds great. Please, can you explain how that works? Like how <laughs> is that possible, right? And somebody mm. that is genuine and is actually trying to help you will answer your questions or won't be afraid of it do you know what i mean or they won't avoid it like anybody that again like we said before is dealing an absolute saying they've got a magic cure a magic pill x equals y whatever they're not going to be able to do that they're not mm. going to back it up and it's okay if you don't know because a lot of these people are so convincing or they're telling you a little bit of truth and then mixing it in with a load of shy and mm -hmm. nonsense so just ask questions like be more critical in well, taking in this information yeah. because there's so much. Everybody, I mean, as well, if somebody's trying to sell you something on social media, like, look, here is the problem and look, my product solves it. Yeah. That's another thing to be really wary of. We all, we all, at the end of the day, we know, I think it's something like in the fitness profession, and I'm talking people at the top of the game, we probably know 10% of what the human body's capable of, what we can do, what we understand of it. So if someone's saying this, again, the absolute... They're full of shit because the real people that study all the time, the top, top professionals that are doing all the research, if they only know 10%, well, how the fuck does this person know 100%? Yeah. You lying motherfucker, stop. Do you know as well, though, the people that are genuinely interested in the science and, and getting more information and getting better and knowing more, they don't deal in absolutes. They mm. go, well, this is what we know now. Yeah, yeah. Or this is the best possible information we have at this time they don't say, yeah, definitely, this is it, this is it. And do you know what I mean? They're just they're genuinely like more curious as well. Yeah. And there's so much we don't know. Like There's so much more research that needs to be done in so many different did areas. You, did you find it hard when you first started coaching or to say, like, I don't know? I found it personally hard to be like, I don't know, I'll look into that for you. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, God, I'm shit at my job, I don't know. And it's like, then you look into something and you're like, not many people do know it's like yeah. do you know what i mean and it's yeah. at first how can you be expected yeah. to know everything yeah and that's it like if somebody's telling you like they're an expert in something they know everything mm. you can call bullshit it all the way because the people that genuinely are experts in their field will always recognize that there's still so much they don't know and there's nothing wrong with saying to someone do you know what that's a great question i don't know the answer to it but let me go and find out for mm. you and that's a that's a good thing and that's when uh somebody knows that you give a shit when you do actually go back and find out for them yeah i mean because that's it if you're genuinely curious if you're genuinely interested in this thing and that's why it's it's great that it's a part of our job mm. like we love helping people but we also love like acquiring knowledge and information yeah. um, and you get to do that and knowing that you can you can generally help somebody understand and educate themselves in a certain area so that they've got that information and they can then help other people yeah or they just they know how to call out bullshit from others. It's so empowering. And that, I think, is an invaluable part of our job. Because I love, like, if somebody asks me a question and they might just want a yes or no answer, and I don't know if you're yeah. aware of this, guys, but I'm not very good at giving yes, no, no answers. No. 
If you ask Stacey a question, be prepared to be there for 20 minutes. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, but do, I, like, I like people being able to understand the how and the why behind it. Obviously, if I know, I will give that information. If I don't, then you know, we'll go yeah. and find it. But I want you to know for next time, rather than me just spoon-feeding you information, going, yeah, just do this. It's like, you're going to do this because of that. And <laughs>